It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gives in the Bank Recruiting Podcast brought to you by BuckeyeScoop.com. I'm Mark Givler, joined as always by Bill Green. Uh, it's our day two of the Scoop 100 release, uh, our top 100 prospects in the class of 2022 uh, that we're releasing on the site. We're going to hopefully get an episode in each day this week, counting down 10 more prospects, and we may run through the weekend as well. I know we're going to try and kind of hammer these out uh, this week and, and get close to the end here. Um, where we left off last time, we did our first 10, so we counted from 100 to 91. So this episode here on uh, Monday, April 26th, we're going to be looking at prospects 90 through 81 in the country. Um, and again, these are all four-star prospects. Uh, all should be considered high four-star guys. Um for, for the rankings, we're going to update the list on the website there. Uh, if you go to BuckeyeScoop.com on the left, there's a there's a rankings tab, Scoop 100. Every time we drop an episode, we're going to update that list uh, until eventually, obviously, we get to, to number one. Um, so we'll update that list um, so you can kind of track that. Uh, I'll put a link in the description box if you're watching on YouTube so you can kind of follow along with the list uh, if, if that's easier for you. Um, but we'll, let's dive right into it. Uh, number 90. This is a guy I do a lot of research on. I'm not super familiar with him. I have not seen him in person. I had to watch some film and do a little research here and ask some people uh, that, that might know more about him. But it's uh, Jalil Tucker out of San Diego, California, out of Lincoln High School. Um, Six-foot athlete. Uh, what, what struck me about him is he's a big-time track guy. I guess he's, he's a he's a sub-1100 meter guy. He's a, like a 22. He's in the 22s and the 200. So uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for six foot, uh, at, you know, six foot corner defense back types that can run. I mean, I, I personally like a guy like that on defense, um, but uh, Bill, any thoughts on him? You get a chance to, I know probably, probably a guy you weren't super familiar with either. Uh, probably do some research there. What, what do you think of him? Yeah, I like him. And it seems like he's the kind of guy that probably since you and I have known each other and talked about kids when we were competing companies, now working in the same place. We always see these kids and we always want them on defense. You know what I mean? We, we've gone through kids like this for the last 10, 12 years since I've known you. He's an athlete. 
He can definitely catch the ball, but when I look at him, it's like, should he be playing corner? Like, I think he should. You know, to me, is he Lorenzo Styles? You know, is he a kid that really wants to play offense, but probably should be playing defense, which is how I see Lorenzo, even though I think Lorenzo is going to be a fine wide out, you know, for Notre Dame. But I think as a corner, Lorenzo Styles could be an NFL guy here. So that's how I see Tucker. And you, you and I have talked about kids like this for 10 years. They all want to catch the ball. They all want to play offense. I went through this with Gary and Conley. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore. I go, oh, no, no. So I think he's a corner, and I think he's a big-time corner if he'll commit to that position and play. Yep. And uh, not a guy that Ohio State's really involved with. Uh, that's a that's a Pac-12 battle. He's going to stay out west somewhere, right. uh, Arizona State, Oregon, USC, uh, looking looking like a, a Pac-12 battle there. So, so no real um, Ohio State uh, interest there. Unlike the next guy, and this this our next guy is interesting. Number eighty nine here on our list. He is. I don't. I, I want to. I'm going to use the word polarizing, and that, that's probably a more negative term than I want to use because it. it I think polarizing implicates like he's got a, a personality issue or something. It's 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 not that, but he is a guy who there are so many differing opinions on. I'll, I'll kind of just put it that way. And that is uh, linebacker Sean Murphy out of Virginia. There are people who have who continue to rate him a five star. I think he's a five star on Rivals. I think at one point he was in the top five players in the country. Um, yes. he's fallen way down on other people's lists. We're kind of splitting the difference here. Um, we, we again, we've got him at eighty nine in the country. That's awfully high. It's Ohio State is still recruiting him. Um, Bill, you know, I'll let you go first on this one because we both saw him at the same camp and we're a little um, concerned, I guess, about some things we saw. But, you know, what have you – what are your thoughts on him today yeah. now? You know, you know, we're about 10 months removed from that camp now. Your, your, your thoughts on Sean Murphy today? Yeah, I mean, I probably kind of led the charge on the – he's way overrated. And when he was listed at number five in the country – he was way overrated. He's not a five-star top five player in America. But now that you start looking at him in the 90 range, okay, the, and that's still one heck of a player. If you're ranked 89 in America, you are a player. And he is. But just like everyone thinks that I'm so down on the kid, I'm not down on him. He can play. The film speaks for itself. Not the most athletic guy in the world, not the fastest guy in the world, but a pure football player. So just when people were trying to tell me he was a five-star and the number six, five, seven player in America was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. So now that you're got him backed up, rated where I think he should be, I like him. I like him a lot. Is he tough Borland? And people will laugh at that, but tough Borland was a four-star kid, started how many games at Ohio State? 50 games at Ohio State. So, you know, Sean Murphy, seek and destroy Mike Linebacker, you know. And now that we're seeing him rated here as a four-star kid, number 89 in America, I like him. And I think he's rated where he should be, which is a darn good football player. Yeah, I think he was, he's kind of a, for, for me anyway, a little bit of a victim of expectations. When, when you've never seen someone before and you see they're like ranked in the top five or 10 in the country, you are expecting to just be blown away. I mean, you're, you're expecting a guy that you see, you know, I, I always think of guys like, like, like a Reuben Foster um, when he was coming out. The first time I saw Reuben Foster um, when he was in high school, I was like, oh my God, that guy could start just about anywhere in the country as a, you know, a 17, 18 year old kid. Right. And so you're, that's the right. baseline. When you're talking about a linebacker ranked in the top five players in the country, you are expecting 
special. You're expecting Justin Flo. You're, you're expecting something just outrageous. Um, and so I think that set the expectations a little bit too high. Reminds me a little bit of Taraja Mitchell, honestly. I, I know Mitchell was a five-star with some people. I, I never thought he was quite that. I thought he was a little bit limited. Um, you know, had had to be a Mike. You know, th- that position's kind of going away a little bit. Uh, you know, it's more of a situational position now than yeah. anything. You, you got to be able to cover a little bit better now. Um, so it reminds me of Taraja a little bit and Taraja's probably gonna end up being a, a pretty good player for Ohio state. I, I, he may, he may start this year. Um, so it just, I think, but I think expectations were just a little bit too high there. Uh, and I like where we have him now and we'll just kind of continue to evaluate from there and, and, you know, hopefully get a chance to see yeah. him again here uh, in the fall and, and decide what to do, uh, from, from here. But, um, you know, again, Ohio state's still recruiting him, um, could end up in the class. I, you know, I guess while we're talking about him, you know, Desan McCullough just decommitted. I've made the case that I don't know that that should really impact Sean Murphy. I don't know that, you know, if since McCullough's out now, Murphy has to automatically be in. I think that's almost a decision made independent of each other because I don't know that Murphy and McCullough are very similar players, but I mean, do you see that differently, Bill? I mean, do you, do you think Sean Murphy's chances go up with Desan McCullough out of the class or do you kind of view it like I do where it's like, yeah, they're not really the same player anyway. So I don't know why they would really impact each other. Yeah. They're not remotely similar at all. Um, and I'm not sure McCullough was a linebacker at Ohio state anyway. I don't know. I and mean, if he was, he was certainly on the outside and Murphy's a Mike. So I don't think it really impacts Sean Murphy other than it maybe moves him up one in the grand scheme of thing when they if they have an overall board you know he comes up one but in terms of replacing the San McCullough I don't see that at all they're different totally different yeah I mean that's that's kind of that's how I've looked at it but you know I know that's going to be the first inclination is everyone's going to kind of want to jump to him uh, as, as like kind of the next guy in and I, I don't know that it's that simple but um, all right moving on 88 cornerback Traquan Fagans Oxford Alabama um, again, we just talked about Jalil Tucker, good size can run, uh, a lot of, a lot of sec schools here, um, after him, um, Ohio state not involved in this one, but, um, your thoughts on, on Fagans. Yeah, I liked him. I don't know about the, the pure speed. I'd like to see some track times on him, but he's long and he looks like a guy can flip his hips. He's athletic. You know, when you look at a kid from Bama, I think he has a Bama offer listed on his profile. I wonder if that's, you know, uh, how do you do offer? I don't know that they would push to take him. Um, he doesn't have them listed as one of his top schools. So that tells me that they don't see him as one of their top players. So nice player, though. I mean, you know, would I take him? Heck, yes. I mean, is he you know, a little bit more athletic than Ryan Watts, you know, kind of reminded me of that. So, but I like him. I like him a lot. He's going to play somewhere and I think he's got a chance to be really good. Yep. Yep. Just again, you know, we'll get, we'll get more into this, I think later on in the list, but as I put this together, I have really been impressed by the cornerbacks in this class nationally. I mean, this is, this has to be an unbelievable year for defensive backs. Uh, if you're, if you're looking for corners, I mean, my goodness, I mean, they're just yeah. throughout our top 100. Again, we're going to get into more of these guys later, but it's just a theme here. Every, every segment I was going through, I'm like, boy, we've got a few corners here. And just, it's been a common theme. It's a really strong corner year. Um, 
another interesting player uh, here, number 87, uh, Kobe McKenzie, linebacker out of Lubbock, Texas, uh, Cooper High School, I believe was committed to Texas Tech at one point um, and flipped to Oklahoma. Oklahoma now holds his commitment. Um, you know, right. Lubbock is not exactly the right. hotbed that some other areas of Texas are, but um, really good player, super athletic. Looks like he checks a lot of the boxes from a from a measurable standpoint. Um, Bill, your your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he's another run and hit backer. I think he's an inside guy. You know, I I like him a lot. You know, is he Sean Murphy type? Probably. You know, they're probably very similar. This kid, um, like I say, I I don't think he can play on the outside. I don't know. What did you think of him? I thought he was an inside guy. Yeah, for me, it's it's kind of um, it's one of those things. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. He's, I think he's an inside guy because if you have to ask, he 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 is. Like that's kind of how I look at it. If you have to ask yourself if they can play outside, then he probably shouldn't play outside. You know what I mean? It should it should be right. kind of stone cold obvious. Um, and then that way, if you keep yeah. him inside, you've got a plus athlete inside versus you know. A, a guy who may be an average athlete. Yeah. So yeah. If, if there's, a, if, if you have to ask, it's kind of a corner safety question to me. If you have to ask if he's a corner, then he's probably a safety, you know, it's kind of the same thing, but um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, but that's probably Great. Oklahoma Great. could use a little toughness on defense. So that's, that's probably a really good fit there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I next, agree. Yeah. Next guy here. Uh, 86 Derek Moore defensive end out of Baltimore, St. Francis. This kid's been tied to Ohio State a little bit. I I think that's probably not um, accurate. I, I don't think he's going to end up at Ohio State. Uh, I actually had someone um, kind of on the uh, Oklahoma side of this one reach out to me a few weeks ago about this, and you know, tell me that Oklahoma might, might be convinced that he's going to Ohio State. I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I think I think he's actually going to Oklahoma. Um, but it, it's, it's an interesting situation. Um, Ohio state has had some contact there at, at various points. I don't know there's, that there's been a lot of contact lately. I think they've kind of turned, um, attention to some other guys who, uh, a couple of whom we will talk about, uh, later on in this list, but, but Derek Moore's a heck of a player. Um, an area that produces a lot of defensive ends out there, you know, the, the DMV area out there in Maryland. Um, I think he's a really balanced player. I think he can rush the passer, but he's also got some size to him. He's not a guy that's going to have to, you know, put on 50 pounds when you get him to campus. Um, I think he plays pretty strong. I, great program at St. Francis. My gosh, have they turned out talent lately? So uh, he's a guy I like quite a bit. Uh, Bill, what, what do you think about more? Yeah. Edge rusher. I like him. I don't really love him. I thought the size was kind of an odd size kid. I don't know if he was as long as what I would like, but I mean, he's really productive. You know, how the heck the kid from Baltimore ends up, you know, committed to Oklahoma is kind of beyond me. You know, you don't really see, see that too often. So, but I think he's a good get for them. Um, when I take him at Ohio state, I probably would, you know, I think he'd play for Ohio state, play for anyone. So I liked him. I just, like I say, for those defensive ends, like, those edge guys, I like those longer, leaner, first step gone type guys. And he really wasn't that kind of player, but he's, I mean, he's productive as heck. He's hard to block and you know, he'll probably have a heck of a college career for the Sooners. Yeah. Like he, he's more Tyler Friday than Zach Harrison. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, and that, again, that's 
probably why, you know, we're talking about them in the eighties versus talking about them in the twenties or thirties is is, is kind of, you know, there is, it is a, it's not, it's not a prototype uh, length height type situation. You know, you don't have that huge, you know, wingspan like with Zach Harrison or, you know, Chase Young or someone like that. So that's probably keeping them from being a little bit higher, but super productive player, um, very heavily recruited. Again, I, I, I think it's, it's, pretty much an Oklahoma situation at this point, but you know, we'll see. Um, next guy, this little interesting player here, um, a guy, Ohio state kicked the tires on a couple different times, actually, I think throughout the past, maybe two years or so, but nothing ever really went too far there. That's uh safety. Brian Allen jr. Um, out of Alato, Texas, he is committed to Texas. Um, big get there for, for Sark. Um, you know, again, a guy, Ohio state, I think really liked, I just, it, they were kind of on the fringe there. I don't think they ever got a lot of traction. They, they never, obviously maybe one of those deals where, where COVID kind of stepped into play here and, and kind of prevented a visit from happening here over the past, you know, 18 months or whatever it's been now. Um, but a really good player there for Texas. Um, again, kind of what I would be looking for, I guess, in a, more in a more modern safety can cover a little bit can run um but but physical enough to to not be a liability and run support bill your thoughts on brian allen yeah you know i I liked him a lot you know a little bit undersized but that'll change you know as he matures into his body i mean i like those safeties in this game you got to be able to cover you know the mike doss safety days are gone this kid looked like a kid that i thought he would fit at ohio state in that single high i thought he could play it you know, he's a definitely a guy that, you know, he's strong and run support. He can cover. You never have to take him off the field. So I don't care if you're playing Wisconsin or if you're playing Oregon, you know, this kid's this kid, he doesn't come off the field. So I like them a lot. You know, the speed, you know, I, I didn't really see a track time on him. He looks pretty fast to me on film and he definitely will stick his nose in there and tackle. So he was a guy that I thought would have really fit you know, for Ohio State, if he was interested in Ohio State, I thought he would have been really good for the defense that Ohio State wants to play. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big pickup for Texas. Obviously, they're trying to, you know, stop the bleeding. The past couple of years, they've, they've really taken some beatings uh, in state with some some key losses. So that was a, that was a big one for them. Um, we got four guys left uh, that we're going to talk about here. Um, and a couple of them are really big names uh, if, for, for Ohio yeah. State fans. So you're going to want to stick around here for these next few guys uh coming in at uh number 84 we have a wide receiver kojo antwi out of lambert high school um atlanta area um one of what maybe the top two remaining receiver prospects for ohio state along with cj williams at this point i mean certainly certainly one of the 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 top of the board guys that's left out there um, is supposed to visit in June, supposed to make an official visit, um, had an announcement date, I believe for, for this month, I think it was supposed to be April. Right. He, had, he had a spring right. announcement date that he postponed, yes. uh, which was very good news for Ohio state because that kind of started to go off the rails a little bit. And it's been stabilized. I think a little bit now that he's going to take some more time. Um, you know, first of all, what, what do you like about Kojo and when we can maybe talk a little bit about the Ohio state situation, but you know, your thoughts on Kojo. Yeah, I like everything about him. I like a lot. You know, he's a hands catcher, um, can run after the catch. 
the speed. He runs away from people on film. I mean, he's really athletic. He jumps over people and makes catches, high points the ball. I mean, I like everything about him. You know, I take him right now. Um, I would take him at Alabama. He reminded me of an Alabama receiver of what they've had lately. Um, so yeah, I would be really, really high on him. And I think, you know, um, got a little bit of information there that, I mean, Ohio state loves him and that he could call right now and commit and they would take him without question. So, and I don't think that one's done either. I'm not, you know, I'm not calling him to Ohio state. I think they have a really, really good shot at getting that kid. And I would pull out all the stops to get that kid. I love, I love Antoine. I mean, I, I think he's, you know, um, he might be low here where we have him in the eighties. He may, he may be a lot better than that. You know, I'd like to see more of him. I'd love to see him in person. The film just leaked out at me. Um, so I would be like very high on this guy. And I think he's a guy that uh, Ohio state fans need to track because he could end up in this class. And if he ends up in this class, you know, he's, he can play. He fits with Garrett Wilson and Olave and Smith and Jim, all them guys. He fits with those guys real easy. And I think he's got, he's got some pretty good size to him. I, I think, you know, again, I, I'd like to see him up close yeah. in person, which, which I, which I actually may do here in the next month or so, but um, it looks like the body type that could fill out and become kind of a, a really tough matchup even for, you know, he, we've talked about, you know, his, his, run after the catch and he his athleticism but he could be one of those like 215 pound receivers that's just a kind of yeah. a handful i mean he looks like he's got the body type to fill out um yeah yeah ohio, ohio certainly ohio state loves him um what right now today would i take ohio state or the field and they're in his top three i i would probably take the field if i had to but I'm feeling better about him. I'm feeling better about Ohio State's chances today than I was, you know, a few weeks ago. I, I think they've yeah. regained some traction, and now I think this this visit in June is going to be going to be serious. I think that's something to to really pay attention to. Um, yep. All right, next guy up, uh, we got a tight end, Oscar Delp, out of another Georgia guy, out of West Forsyth High School. Um, not a player that. Uh, Ohio State is involved with obviously they've got two tight ends committed right now so they're not in the market but uh, what have you seen out of uh, Oscar I know I think he was a guy you kind of pushed for uh, to get into this range what do you see out of him I liked him a lot I mean I think he was a little bit more um, a little bit more athletic a little bit more polished than Luke Lachey Joe Royer and I like both of those kids but this guy I think is a lot better I mean he's um He's a pass catcher, pass catching tight end. You know, I think he's going to end up at Georgia and I think that's a great fit for him. I mean, he's a, he looks like a Georgia tight end to me. I know Michigan's, you know, Michigan thinks they're in it. I, I you know, I can't believe he's going to choose Michigan over Georgia, but we'll see. But I liked him as just an athletic down the seam, you know, hands catcher, catch the ball, catch everything. So pretty high on this kid. Yeah, he's um he's definitely one of the top guys. You know, it's not it, it's kind of funny. We we just saw one of the best tight end classes we may ever see uh with with that group of freshmen this year like um Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, um Eric Gilbert, uh those guys. And so yeah. I, I I don't think we're yeah. we're seeing quite that in this class. I think there's a lot of good players and there's not a lot of elite ones. So um you know 
not to give the rest of the list away, but uh, this is actually pretty, pretty high on the tight ends list here. He, we've got him very high among the tight ends. There's not, there's not 15 more tight ends coming on this list. There's, there's only a, there's only a couple left, I think. So we've got him very high in the tight ends. Yeah. Uh, again, I, like you, like you said, a excellent pass catcher and uh, yeah, it looks like um, is it, is it Georgia versus Michigan? It seems like it is kind of like those two, um, which would make you, which would lead you to believe it's going to be Georgia, but um, just because of where he, you know, part of the country from in-state kid. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, that'll be one to watch here uh, in the coming months. Uh, see what, see what uh, he decides to do. All right. Another big Ohio state prospect here at uh, number 82. It is uh, governor Mifflin high school in Pennsylvania running back Nick Singleton. I have seen Nick in person. I am a pretty big fan of his uh, game. I think he's a, he, he might not be a four, three guy. He's more of a one cut guy, but man, is he, he's powerful. He's built low yeah. to the ground. Yeah. He, he does run away from people. I'm very familiar with the area. He actually grew. He, he lives about 20 minutes away from where I grew up. So I'm pretty familiar with the area. Um, you know, definitely not always great competition, regular season, but he's led his team to some deep playoff runs here recently. Um, I believe they got to the state semifinals this year. Um, so he's, they've, they've played top teams. He's burned all of them. Um, he's been like a 10 plus yards per carry guy. Uh, I, I went to a game, I watched him. We, we have some exclusive video of him from the past uh, season. And uh, he, he got dropped for a loss on his first touch. And then he scored on his next four touches. So he got dropped for a loss on his first touch of the game and then was never tackled the rest of the game because he touched the ball four more times, scored on all those plays. The game was like, you know, 42, nothing or whatever the game got out of hand and he never ca- carried the ball again. So it was kind of funny, but um, you know, so I kind of pushed for, for this one, but just, you know, Bill, your thoughts on Singleton uh, from what you've been able to see on film. Yeah, I, I've never seen him in person. And what I see on film was like a high school J.K. Dobbins his last year at Ohio State. Just a one-cut slasher, stick that foot in the ground and and power through that hole. You know, again, I don't look at him as a you know four-four guy, but he is a producer. He's a yards turner. You know, would I take him at Ohio State? I'd take him right now at Ohio State. I think he would fit really well what Ryan Day wants to do. Like I said, I could see him being, you know, a J.K. Dobbins, you know, at Ohio State. So I think he's going to Penn State. I think they're in great shape for him. I think they're going to get him. And I think he's going to be a heck of a player. I like Nick Singleton just as much as you do. Um, Yeah, very high on this guy. Yeah, June visits will be interesting. Um, Notre Dame's in there. Certainly, to me, this has been a Penn State-Ohio State battle for probably more than a year now. Um, I, I... do I love where Ohio state stands now versus maybe a year ago? I don't know. Probably not. I think, I think the one thing Penn state has working right now for sure is that he is closer to that group. We talked about it a lot last year. Penn state got hammered in state last year recruiting. They didn't get anybody in Pennsylvania last year. They they lost guys all over the country and they really have rebounded so far. They've got a few guys left. They're still trying to, to lock up. And of course, Singleton's one of them. But they've got a lot of in-state guys committed, guys that Singleton's comfortable with, knows pretty well, a couple guys from his area, actually. So 
that's working in their favor right now. He's got a late June visit to Ohio State. That's going to be huge. I think it's going to be one of those two. You know, can you count out Notre Dame or Wisconsin? I, you know, I don't think you ever throw those two out, uh, especially for a running back. Um, but uh, so you're going to see those two mentioned a lot. He's going to visit those two places. But I think he's going to come down to Penn State and Ohio State. Uh, I'm not as on the Penn State train maybe as Bill is, but I think maybe uh, I would give them a slight edge going into the visits and just kind of see how those visits go. Um, one interesting note there is Ryan day has been very involved with uh, Nick. Ryan actually went to the uh, high school and offered him personally uh, uh, in a, I believe it was January back when they could still go out on the road. So um, that's one that uh, Ryan day has been personally involved with. And I think has made, I think that's made some impression here. So I, I give them a puncher's chance coming out of that visit in June, assuming everything goes well or the visits made and everything goes as scheduled. Um, but yep, definitely a, a top guy for Ohio state's, uh, recruiting board. Um, this is not an Ohio state guy, but is one that has, I think there's some storyline. There's some interest. There's some intrigue there from the Ohio state end of things, just how his recruiting process has played out. Uh, it's our last guy here on this list. Number 81, uh, it's California quarterback Malik Murphy. And, and much like, and maybe for different reasons, but much like Sean Murphy, there are a variety of opinions on Malik Murphy. There are people who will tell you he is an absolute slam dunk five-star. There are people who will tell you he probably shouldn't have been on our list because he hasn't played enough uh, varsity football to this point and that there's not enough you know, body of work there to, to be so high on him as, as so, so many people are. So we've, again, kind of split the difference here, I think, a little bit on the thought process on Malik Murphy. Um, but definitely a, a kid with great size and a, and a great arm. I mean, so that it's a great starting point. Bill, your thoughts on Murphy uh, and, and kind of, um, you know, are, are we in the range? You know, should, should we be on the five-star train here? Or, you know, kind of what do you think? Yeah, I think he's a guy you wait and see and get a little bit more um, information on him, a little bit more film on him. I mean, he's 6'5 and like 220. And I mean, he actually looks like he's really accurate as a thrower. I liked like the ball came out on time and it was accurate. The film I saw, I mean, this is a boomer bust guy all the way. Is he Cam Newton where he should be in the top 10 in America? Or is he Cardell Jones and he's, you know, we got him way too hard. I don't know. You know, I mean, he's interesting for sure. When you see that size and that athletic ability and that arm and I mean, there's a lot there to like. So I don't know. I've seen, we've seen guys like this and, you know, I, I don't know who he is. If he's Cam Newton, then we're, we're way too low on him. And if he's Cardell Jones, then we're way too high on him. And that's who he looks like on film. He looks like those two guys as a high school player. So like I say, he could be a guy that we've got him here, you know, in pencil and he could drop like a rock or he could move way up. So he, he, he's kind of a personal favorite of mine. I kind of really want to track him and see where, what he looks like this year. Yeah. It's, there's some guys we've ranked where I'm like, and I would even say like Nick Singleton's probably one of those guys. Like we just ranked Nick Singleton and you know, you always want to keep an open mind, but the odds that Nick Singleton's going to go from 80 to 10 or from 80 to like 200 or we, I think Nick Singleton's probably going to be in the ballpark of, of where he's at throughout the next, you know, however many months until we wrap this up in like February. 
Um, yeah. This one's different. This could go just about any direction. And really, this could go into the top 10. I mean, I, it's, it's bizarre. I, I talked to someone out in California about Malik not too long ago, and they think that, I mean, they think he's amazing. I mean, it just, they're like, oh my God, he's, he's unbelievable. He's, he's, you know, he's six five, he's got a huge arm, he's accurate, he's smart, he's a good kid. I, then I, t- I talked to a college coach, I'm like, I don't know why these recruiting sites have him ranked at this point. He hasn't done anything. He's, he hasn't shown us anything. We, we have no idea how good he is. So there are there, the opinions out there on Malik Murphy are, are kind of insane. It just the totally stark contrast of each other. It, so he's one of the hardest guys I think to rank, but the tie to Ohio state here was one Ohio state was kicking the tires on him for a really long time. And obviously wanted to see him throw in person at some point. And then he, so he was like the fallback for, for Quinn Ewers. And then obviously they flip Quinn Ewers back right. uh, or they flip Quinn Ewers from Texas. And now Texas goes and locks up Malik Murphy. So that, that was a very interesting uh, uh, couple months there where it looked like Ohio state was like going to maybe start pushing for Malik Murphy, but kind of wanted to see him throw. And then it's like, Oh no, actually they're going to get, they're going to flip Ewers from Texas. And then Sarkeesian takes the Texas job and immediately goes to work on Malik Murphy once uh it, it, once it was pretty clear Quinn Ewers wasn't wasn't interested so that that's always going to be a storyline I think for the next four or five years is watching Malik Murphy at, at Texas and Quinn Ewers at Ohio State and ultimately you know the, the rankings are going to say that Quinn Ewers is going to be the best quarterback in this class probably but but that doesn't always play out that way so the next four or five years I guess will be very fascinating to see who got the better end of that deal because in an alternate universe, it's not totally out of the question that Quinn Ewers could have ended up at Texas and Malik Murphy could have ended up at Ohio state. Like that's not a crazy scenario that that was actually possible at one point. So that's going to be very cool to watch. I think the next few years, see how those two guys, uh, um, you know, shake out here. Um, Bill, any any final thoughts here on on the this group or just um, the, the rankings here in general? Any observations from putting you know these ten together, or is there a guy here maybe that's a, a favorite of yours that we talked about, or a, you know just kind of wrap this up here with uh, your yeah. thoughts on on this episode here? Yeah, I think you know Malik Murphy. Like I say, I, I could see him as the number one pick in the draft in four years, or I could see him, you know, moving to tight end and, you know, finishing his career at UCLA out of the transfer portal too. So I don't know. That's kind of the guy. I love those kind of things just to see where is that kid going to end up because the range on him is gigantic. You know, he could be anything. So Malik Murphy is the one that, you know, kind of caught my eye just because of the, the physical skills and the raw the raw ability he has. Yeah. It, it just, it, like I said, it was funny. It was, you talk to a guy in California who raves about him. You talk to a college coach who thinks the recruiting sites and us included are being irresponsible for ranking him so high. <laughs> so it's, it's just like two totally different uh, opinions on him. So it's, it's, it's funny, but um, definitely be interesting to see how that one shakes out. Um, we will be, uh, like I said, we'll be trying to run one of these every day this week. So, uh, we will be running 80 through 71, uh, probably here on, on Tuesday. Um, 
that's again we're, we're gonna have a bunch of committed players in this next 10 we've had a lot of uncommitted guys so far these next uh 10 i think eight of them are committed somewhere um there is going to be some ohio state intrigue of course in these next 10 as well so you're going to want to stick around if you're if you're an ohio state fan watching this you're going to want to stick around um for that episode uh there will be some some guys uh, to pay attention to in that group as really there will be in all these groups because ohio state's just you know, yeah. so involved nationally at this point, but um, definitely want to stick around for those. We'll, like I said, we'll try and run those Tuesday, but uh, thanks for watching this one. And again, you can check out the rankings on the website, BuckeyeScoop.com. And we will, uh, we'll see you again on, on Tuesday with 10, uh, 10 more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.